0: The following podcast is brought to you by Marks with Mikes. I have no
1: problem calling people, Marks. No, no, he's thinking, don't tell me! Mark? Don't
0: tell me! Mark, are you kidding me? Mark is. Mark is. <laughs> Mark is. Just got one from the table. Woo-hoo! Some more is trick to stick on a sneaker. Oh my
1: God! Welcome to the Marks with Mikes podcast. Here are your hosts, Mr. Six Foot Nine. The homeboy, Doug Douglas. And Dre the Juice Man. Welcome to an edition of Marks with Mikes. I'm your host, Mr. Six Foot Nine, joined by
2: the homeboy, Doug Douglas. What's up, y'all?
1: And we are back with another episode. A lot of things going on inside the Twitterverse, uh, especially over this week.
2: Gosh, what's going on there? It is a absolute dumpster fire on Twitter right now. You got Osprey fans losing their minds. You got Rollins fans losing their minds. You got Kenny Omega fans losing their minds. You got tweets coming back up from 2017 you got people trying to find their moral guidance through Twitter and wrestling, and dude, it is just off the rails right now. Everyone's talking about wrestling, but they're not talking about wrestling. They're talking about wrestlers, but it has nothing to do with anything in the ring. This promotion versus promotion stuff is just becoming more and more toxic. We just need to get to the point where we're just watching wrestling again, so hopefully we can get back to that soon. I mean, I, I definitely
1: agree with that. I mean, you know, sitting there, you know, taking sides or whatever, uh, you know, th- there's a little bit of uh, altercation on Twitter earlier today with some people. And, uh, you know, basically my, my piece on it is this, you know, so what they're running on the same date. Just be happy that we have two promotions to choose from that day. How about get some nostalgia going? and make it feel like a Monday night war on a weekend. I mean, this is this is great for wrestling overall and it's evolves big debut on a major platform.
2: Be happy for that. Yeah, and and especially with something like Evolve, uh just from like a business standpoint, you've got WWE signed contracted wrestlers that are going to be on this Evolve show and we've seen a couple instances where they get pulled off at the last minute and, you know, that's, you know, WWE protecting their investment. You know, it's, it's nothing that you don't see in sports. You know, you got contracts in certain sports where guys can't go on motorcycles and stuff like that. So this is WWE protecting their investments, but also using their investments and acknowledging that they, you know, they have the partnership with Evolve. And if you're going to have WWE NXT, whatever wrestlers on that Evolve show, it, totally makes sense to not only evolve evolve or, you know, raise up evolve and put them over by putting them on your network. But, you know, it's, it's wrestling, featuring the wrestlers that are on your company and an opportunity I'm sure for a lot of guys to get some exposure. So, you know, to me, the whole fact that, you know, AEW is doing uh, a charitable element to this show is really beside the point. You, you could, (sighs) With that mentality, anytime AEW would ever do a show and they threw a charitable element into it, WWE would never be able to run a show on the same day. So, like, I don't think we should set that type of precedent. It's really not that big of a deal. People are just, you know, looking for something else to bitch about, moan about. You know, it's the evil empire being evil again. Just fucking nonsense. Just watch the fucking wrestling.
1: And enjoy it. Wrestling's like a box of chocolate. You never know what you're going to get. Uh, but speaking of wrestling... Uh... We did have a little bit of stagnation on no Monday Night Raw. A little bit of excitement. I don't know how I feel about this. Um, no wrestling doing commercial breaks. I mean, I know it gives it more of a sports element, which is what Fox really wants for the brand to look like when it comes over there. I mean, if you look at boxing, um, mixed martial arts, UFC, Bellator, uh, kickboxing, they're, they're breaks. And you, if you want to sell these guys as more credible individuals. And make this seem more like a sport. Then why not give those guys a break? I mean, hell, the, the NBA has what six times six timeouts uh, half. Uh, the NFL has three timeouts every single half as well. So why not?
2: Yeah, and it we they kind of cut them on Raw, but then they were still doing the split screen thing on SmackDown. So I'm not sure if they're just not committed, if they haven't quite figured out the flow yet, and they. They're going to kind of just, you know, re-figure it out once they have a better handle on that. Um, But yeah, it's it's kind of a toss-up because, to be honest with you, I don't think I've ever really wanted to watch the wrestling in the small little box on the screen while I'm getting blasted with an ad. Even if I mute the TV, you know, it's such a small little thing. They're usually doing a bunch of wrestles because they know they're on commercials, so I usually skip through it anyway. But at the same time, too when you're trying to sell us on the environment that this is an athletic competition that could end at any time, as soon as the count of three or someone taps, it seems like you're devaluing it when you cut away in the middle of a match. So there's kind of that fine line to walk there.
1: And yeah, I definitely agree. No one likes to see the commercials on, on the uh, bigger screen. I mean, I'm trying to watch a match. I'm not trying to get all state insurance, you know, I'm in good hands. I'm great. Uh, But Just moving on from that aspect, I mean, of course, Stomping Grounds turned out to be a great pay-per-view, regardless of what people thought about it going into it. And um, there's nothing much I could take away from that event besides Lacey Evans. But other than that, Raw was actually pretty great. I mean, you got to see the emergence of some of the characters from the Firefly Funhouse.
2: Yeah. Uh, And, you know, don't forget Ricochet at Stomping Grounds either. So. Oh, yeah. U.S. US champ, so we'll, we'll see what's going on with that. But, yeah, we got Firefly Funhouse starting to really creep into a debut. You know, it, I feel like that's a clear sign that it, this is about to happen. And, you know, going over to SmackDown, we finally got someone answering the door for Aleister Black. So a lot of these long-term storylines... Uh, are starting to pay off, and you know it, it. This is kind of the norm. Everyone is in hyper compare WWE to AEW or whatever else mode, but we forget that this is usually their kind of lull in the season. And as we get ready to go to SummerSlam, you're going to see your Alistair Blacks. You're going to see your Bray Wyatt. It, it's time to to crank it back up, and people are coming back inside because the summer is going to be coming to a close. Before you know it, it's already damn near July. It, and man. <laughs> I just it's july almost already and it's just been raining the whole summer it just got sad all of a sudden
1: it's july and today it was hot as hell it was hot man it was so damn hot that going outside should have not been an option period like it was it was just congested hot it, it was suffocating hot but uh i'm definitely uh definitely feeling what you're saying I mean, once the SummerSlam wagon does start to roll, we'll start to see more of these guys. Uh, so everyone, just chill, pump your brakes. You know, we'll we'll get to see some of that, some of that great action. But speaking of great action, we have to talk about the guests that we're going to have on the next part of the show. But before we get there, how about checking out some of the action on Power Slam TV, which you can go in and get one month free on us. That's right, one month free. The only thing you have to do is type in our promo code, mwm for life and get that one month free on us. Go ahead and log on to your desktop. Go ahead and put in powerslam.tv. Use our promo code. Get that one month free. You can actually watch some previous matches from Evolve as well right there on Powerslam TV. It's very easy, and we'll be back. And we are back. Uh, Make sure you do go ahead and log in and get our free promo code for that one free month. Man, listen. This interview that's coming up was so good that I didn't even want to finish talking about what else happened inside the wrestling world. I mean, we could have talked about NXT UK. Could have talked about NXT, which were both great. Both great matches. And I'll I'll give my opinion on, uh, on those on Twitter. You know, that's what my opinion will be. I'm sorry, but I just had to cut this part short that we can make room for this awesome interview featuring O'Shea Edwards.
2: Yeah, man. July 13th, we're going to be seeing him against Justin Credible at RSW7 at Mulberry's in Cleveland, Ohio. Um, So, yeah, well, why keep going over the same BS with Osprey and Rollins and whatever else that everyone else is probably podcasting about right now? You know, Mike Bennett is technically, or I'm sorry, Mike Canellis We were watching TNA documentaries earlier today. Um, <laughs> so you got Mike Kanellis uh, apparently quitting 205 Live, but leave that for everyone else. We got an exclusive interview with O'Shea Edwards. We're going to go into his background. We're going to find out who, what makes him tick, find out about his days in Atlanta. He's moving up here into the Baltimore area and he's making his Ohio – debut at rsw we are so excited for this interview hope you guys really like it uh get a peek into o'shea edwards as a person and as a wrestler and he had a few words for Justin incredible too so we will do our best to lock down justin's uh comments after the interview because i'm sure he'll have a response but for now let's kick it over to our interview with o'shea edwards
1: And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. And as promised on the top of the show, we did tell you that we had a special guest. If you've been paying attention to Twitter uh, last night, and if you've been paying attention to Instagram, you know that our guest today is none other than O'Shea Edwards, who will be going up against Justin Incredible on July the 13th at RSW's event. Properly named seven. Ladies and gentlemen, O'Shea Edwards. How's it going?
0: Man, I can't complain, man. How are you doing today?
1: Man, I am doing all right. Uh, like I said on the top half of the show, man, it is, it was hot as Satan sitting right next to you. Like, so <laughs> I'm just trying to, you know, get myself hydrated from earlier, from today. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It pretty much, It you know, in those I can't even call them dog days of summer because summer just started, but yeah, man, this is, once you do you know, June, July days, man, you're just like, I just want to go inside.
1: <laughs> yeah, man, I, I definitely, like, honestly, d- today would have been a day for me to call off work. Honestly, T- today <laughs> would have been a day.
0: Yeah, anytime it gets like like past, like, 90 degrees, you're just like, yeah, I'm just, hey, boss, I'm just not coming in today.
1: <sighs> you know, my mom was telling me that but my bills were telling me to take my ass to work because uh rents almost due. But boy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on my way. But uh definitely uh definitely glad to have you. Let's learn a little bit uh, about you. Uh first off, how'd you get your start inside the business?
0: Yeah, man. Um actually man, well originally I'm from Atlanta, um, before making making a move back up north. Um really man it was just all it was one of those things man where like nowadays you know a lot of wrestling fans man they they want to think that uh they kind of like know everything and and so it got it got to that point was either i can either sit here all day and i can either be a critic and you know be a cynic and think up think that i know what i'm talking about or i could actually you know sack up and go do it (laughs) and so um I got in touch with uh, a few schools, but I really couldn't find anything that was really, like, that, that I fit. Um, uh, and then I found a, uh, a, a I wouldn't call it really a school, it was more of just a guy who was just teaching, Johnny Swinger um, from WCW. He was training guys, you know, kind of like one-offs, like, hey, man, look, if you want to come roll around, I can teach you the basics, you know, $20 a pop. And I was like, yeah, sure, you know what, why not, man? I, <laughs> I got some nights free, we'll see what happens. And, and apparently, like I said, I, I uh, it's one of those things of, you know, when you're good at something, you just, you just naturally, the guys were just naturally gifted at doing stuff. And so it, it got to the point, man, where like just me big in a ring, was just natural. Like I just kind of had a knack for what it was. Um, then from there, it kind of like transformed because eventually, um, I got picked up by, uh, Robert Gibson, um, in in Georgia and he kind of filled in the rest of the gaps that were kind of there because I I still didn't know if this was something that I can kind of do for a a long term or if this was just more of just like I just want to see if I can if I could just do it that that type thing um but for 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 what it was worth man it you know a few years later apparently I'm, I'm pretty good at it um and uh you know and and so far so good so I can I can count my blessings on that one
2: so when was that moment that you kind of found out that this is for you? Did you have a specific moment? Was it like a series of matches where you really started to feel comfortable? When did you know?
0: Uh, man, I think it was about like a year, a little year, uh, less than a year in um, that I kind of felt like I had something going. Um, there wasn't really a like a moment where I kind of went like, aha, uh-huh. um, but actually about a year in, I uh, Ring of Honor was doing like a camp slash tryout and I kind of like it was one of those where I don't know if I should go for it. I don't know if I, if, I do, if I should do this or not, but it was one of those things of where it was like, look, man, if I want to take, be taken seriously, if I feel as if I have a legitimate shot at this, then what I need to do is I need to kind of like I need to kind of measure myself up against some of the who's who of independent wrestling as it were um i don't know how it happened but i got picked as one of the people to show up and so like in 2016 i just flew up to uh, flew up to philadelphia and i'm just in this warehouse with like 30 some odd people um people who i've watched you know make ring of honor rosters people who i've watched get on nxt and this that the other and i just want to know where i stood that that's that's all i ever wanted i just want to know where i stood and at the end of two days and it's two of the hardest days of my entire career but at the same time two of the best days of my entire career they kind of pulled me aside and they were like hey man look um to be completely honest whatever you know whatever you're doing right now like keep it up it's if you didn't tell us how long you were working, we figured you've been working a little longer than that. You just haven't got a chance to work anybody better than you. Um, there's like you just need time to cook. That's just it. And they kinda like gave me, you know, their, I don't want to say their blessing, but they kinda gave me like, you know, you whatever you're doing, you're doing the right thing and you know, you you're you know, you're doing it the right way. It's like just kind of go forth and just get better. And so like after that point, it was just kind of like you yeah, have find that find that other gear, that that last gear, and I've just been like redlining it <laughs> ever since, of just trying to find you know just the next best fight trying to get better and better and better by wrestling people better than you um, because that's, I mean, iron sharpens iron. That's, that's how people get better. Either we can sit here and keep wrestling the same people over and over again and getting the same result, or we can actually venture out, um, you know, see what's happening and, uh, you know, see where you stand with everybody else.
1: So um, speaking of iron sharpening iron, who, who would you say are some of the tough, toughest opponents that, that you faced this year alone?
0: Oh, boy, this year alone, uh, Anthony Henry has been, I mean, just one of the most tough is just because, you know, what he doesn't have in strength, he's just mental, you know, and the guy's good. Like, simple as that, like the guy's really good at, at what he does. Um, Fred Yeha is another one that dude just, he is just, he just has his foot down the entire, the entire time. Um... Vordell Walker, like a lot of these guys like Southern guys. So really, you know, I, I tell people something do you yourself a favor, like go look these people up. And if you don't know who Anthony Henry is, like, what is your problem? Um, but um, but even still, like um, getting a chance to be in the ring with guys like, you know, Kevin Koo, Dominic Garini, um, you know, Brett Ison, stuff like that. It, it means a lot Be just because it's, you know, like I said, these are people who not only do I... Strive to be on that level, but I strive to surpass where they're at. So, for me to surpass them, I eventually I have to get into the ring with these people.
2: I
1: mean, Dom, Dominic Greeny is—he's uh, definitely uh, a Cleveland uh, native,
0: Cleveland boy, Cleveland boy.
1: Yeah, he he's a Cleveland native. Uh, definitely big here inside uh AIW, and uh, helps actually helps trains a lot of these uh, new students coming up. So, definitely a great person to be in the ring with. I haven't seen not one bad match of his. Period.
0: And and you and you won't. <laughs> it's just as simple as that. You 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 won't.
1: <laughs> so, uh, speaking of wrestling, now was this something that you knew as a kid? That that you were gonna do, or was this something that you transitioned into uh, after playing sports? Because I can already tell you definitely played some type of high school ball, whether it be football or basketball.
0: <laughs> no, um, I've been a fan of wrestling since I was a little kid. Um, the very first like memory I've ever had of wrestling was literally, um, like my dad took me to Madison Square Garden to a WWE house show. And I, uh, I saw Ahmed Johnson in the flesh and I just lost my mind. Um, you know, uh, that was how me and my dad kind of like connected is kind of how we kind of stayed in touch and all that good stuff. And, you know, I was always been a fan, I'll always be a fan. It just got to that point to where, you know, just as a high school kid, it was just either, you know, baseball, basketball, or football. Um, I couldn't shoot a basketball to save my life. Um, eventually kids started throwing more than just fastballs <laughs> across the plate um but football apparently was like the great equalizer for me and so i kind of like stuck with uh, i stuck with football um you know did four years of high school um i was able to go to college to go to play ball for a little bit um but once i realized that this was kind of as far as i wanted to go with my football career um you know i kind of stepped away um you know i still love football it's you know I'm I'm a I'm a diehard football type of guy, um, but eventually though, it was wrestling was something that I wanted to do because that was who I was. Um, as you know, because football is kind of like for everybody else. Like you know, my dad played football, so I want to play football. I had cousins who did this, so I want to do this. But nobody in my family wrestled. It was like, well, I'm good at this, so I uh, you know I kind of I've kind of broken the mold in terms of uh, you know athletics in my family.
1: So uh, speaking of playing college football, where did you get the chance to play college football at?
0: um believe it or not, man, I was kind of small coming out of high school um but I could just run i, I could just run the brakes off anything um I was offensive lineman coming out of uh, high school. I was like maybe like maybe two forty two fifty um so I played at a small d two school um play called University of West Georgia by the time they were called like the Braves, but you know. Eventually, yeah, uh, they had to kind of change stuff, so they they're called the Wolves now. Um, but yeah, I, I played I played offensive line um, with the West Georgia Braves then um, for a few years, kind of, kind of you know got on the bus and did this and did that. Um, but eventually, the, like just college football just wasn't wasn't meant to be and i was okay with it i, I kind of came to grips with the fact that like look I, i'm not going pro with this thing like that's that's fine with me I, i'm okay but the fact of the matter is it's like you can't take the fact away that you know my name's on the back of this jersey and it says ncaa on the corner of it so it's like you know I'm, I'm 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 i was at i was like I, said, I was cool with it and it was one of those things where i'm like okay like i'm, I'm good Like i'm good some some guys can't get over it but for me i'm like yeah i i can walk away happy
2: so going along with that I was kind of thinking earlier when you were telling your your wrestling background story um, when you got that news that some people might not take very well that you you know called the best two days of your life um, you get that news at the end of it where they they compliment you um, and and put you over but, at the same time, you're you're not in at the time. So is it that background in athletics that kind of give you that resiliency to kind of springboard and, you know, keep on pushing?
0: Yeah, of course. Um, I, I'm a competitive by nature, um, so I'll always have that competitive streak. But I, I perform better. I strive when I have direction. Um, I tell people, Tom, it's really easy to tell somebody no. Um, but I always go, okay, why is it a no? And it's not to be disrespectful, it's not to be defiant, it's just, you know, I strive to get better. I want to be better than the next guy, Then I'll be better than that guy, than the next guy. So the only way for me to get better is for me to open myself up for that type of criticism. Not a lot of people, like, do well under criticism. A lot of people just kind of want to, like, you know, have their ego stroked all day long. I I don't. Like, tell me what I'm doing wrong, because I can't fix anything, or I can't improve myself if you don't tell me what's going on you know i can i can get out of my feelings enough for somebody to tell me you know or for me to kind of take take what somebody trying to tell me and better myself for it so when it was more of a you know like a no not, a not not yet it was like okay cool like that's fine um i was able to like get some people to like tell me hey look man this is what you may want to do da, blah 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 and then from there, I kind of turned it into my own thing, and like I said, for those two, three years after that, man, it was just like you couldn't stop me, because I was continuously getting better. You know, I, I wanted to get better, and I sh- always wanted to seek out people who were better than me, and then learn from them. Like this is this is all. Just a giant, continuing education. We'll never know it all, you know. Wrestling's subjective. It's an it's an art form, and so and the best thing about art is, within reason, you're not wrong, you know. Um, so it was just one of those things I found what worked for me and and did it. You know, I'm not going to be the best at everything, but the stuff that I do, trust me, no one's going to be able to do it like me. And you know, once I kind of had that confidence about myself, like it, it was like off to the races.
1: So you mentioned that no one in your family was taking the profession of professional wrestler. How did they feel about you giving them the news that, Hey, this is what I want to do in my life. How did they react? It, uh,
0: my wife and my mom were both like, yeah, that's that, that makes sense. (laughs) That, that, That makes sense. Um, and then some of my friends were the same way where they're like, so you're wrestling now? And I'm like, Yeah. And it would get really quiet and then they would go, Yeah, man, that I see that. Like I so see that. Like I see that. And so I've n I really haven't been met with a lot of opposition about it. Um, but at the same time, even if I even if I was, I wouldn't care just because you know, I'm like you know, you guys are talking like you guys get a bill at this house, I'm like you don't. So you know, what's it to you? Um, but at the same time, every my support system's been really good. Um, they really you know they really get behind me. And at the end of the day, it, it the only question is, is like, are you happy? I'm like, yeah, I'm very happy. And it's like then you don't you don't need a uh, you, you don't you don't need us to really you know dictate you know what to do. As long as everyone's taken taken care of, as long as everyone's happy, then hey man, who the who the hell are we?
1: Exactly. I mean, I I always say that coming out the wrestling closet is the toughest thing in the world because you don't know how people are gonna accept you like, you know, it's like, oh, oh, okay. Uh yeah, that's that's nice. And then you know, you get your uh, you know, your other reactions, oh, you doing that? It's like either way, <laughs> just be happy that I'm doing something with my life. I kind of feel like the Everest commercial.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> but uh, so speaking, so speaking of, um, you know, definitely l- letting your friends and family know what you're doing. You have a very strong support system. Um, how did you get the nickname, the, the Silver Tongue?
0: Well, well uh, when I first started wrestling, man, it was really... You know, trying to find, like, who I am. And I think the first time somebody hurt me on the microphone, it's like, yo, that dude has a silver tongue about him. And, of course, the only time I've ever heard a silver tongue is like, oh, you know, you got is a silver tongue devil because, you know, he just says whatever, you know. And that's kind of how it worked. It was one of those things of it didn't matter if you felt one way about me or another when I got on that microphone it was going to be on, um, because I'm a lot of things, a liar ain't one of them, and so it was just, I was, I'm was i very quick-witted, um, I, I kind of keep a sharp mind about, you know, what's being said, and, and this, that, and the other, so, when, you know, when I called myself the Silver Tongue, it kind of fit, and it kind of got to that point where it was like, yeah, that's him. Like that, that works. And of course, once, once that ball gets rolling, <laughs> it's kind of hard to stop it.
1: Yeah, man, coming, coming from a Southern background myself, you know, you, you took the words out of my mouth because usually, usually when I hear silver tone, you know, it's the pastor talking about that silver tone devil and you know, all, <laughs> all that stuff. So, you know, I'm like, nah, you know, nah, fam, I'm like, you know, that's, that's not what the name means, but, uh, yeah, right. But, you know just just coming up from from that back form um but speaking of uh that so how how many siblings did you grow up with inside the household?
0: I said it one more time I'm sorry
1: how many siblings did you grow up with inside their oh household?
0: oh. Yeah. Hey, um. No. Um. Well, my parent, out of my out of my mother and my father, I'm their only child. But they never got together. They kind of split when they were younger. But on my dad's side, I got three sisters. Um. And then on my on my mom's side, I got a brother and a sister. Um. And they all, they, like I said, they. So I'm the old. Oh God, I'm the oldest by like eleven years. So everyone kind of like looks up to me to kind of make sure, like, hey. Are we doing okay? And so it's, I kind of always took it up to me to really make sure that I set that correct example, or at least if anything, set a bar high enough for them. Um, it's always been, I don't want you guys to do as I do, or I don't want you to be as good as me. I strive for you to be better than me, because if you're better than me, then you, you beat me. Like, it, that's what it was. It's never really a competition. I just want you to do better than me.
2: Gotcha. So, you know, you had mentioned, you know, your your kind of upbringing as far as the training side goes. Um, But you'd also mentioned kind of the the learning doesn't stop. And, you know, we're talking family. Who's kind of been your your, your leaning on folks as we kind of go through the wrestling business? Who's kind of been there for you uh, as as a... as a mentor or you know maybe even just someone that you know you you kind of talk you know the psychology of matches through or whatever
0: right right no it's actually it's um i I call them my wrestling dads (laughs) but it's been um carry awful um nick iggy those guys have been really instrumental in terms of learning the business side of things um, and that's something that we've—I've always kind of said that some, most training schools don't like really put out there um, the business side. Like they'll—they'll they'll teach you, you know, how to bump and how to do this and any other. But like, there's a whole other business side of this that some people don't know. Um, um, sugar sugar Dog, there's been another another one. Man, we talk constantly. Um, always check up on him. He he's the type of he's the type of guy who, um, you know, he's he was at first he was a rival. Now he's a peer, you know, and that's that's big to me. Um, just because I see where he's doing, I see where he's going, where he came from, and it's it was never one of these things of if someone told you no, you just kind of got mad at it. No, he just turned nos into yeses. He just turned those yeses from somewhere else. And because of that, he's on a bigger platform that he—I don't think he ever expect, expected to be. Just because of the fact that he decided to find value somewhere else, it, you know, he turned nose into not yet, and they were—it was great.
1: That's that's definitely one one hell of the um, journey, you know, far as bouncing back and being able to carve your own path, uh, but. To so take you to another question uh, that that I have for you, and this is more so going back for you growing up as being a fan, what yeah. were we? What, what were you more of a fan of? Were you more of a fan of the WWF product, WCW, or was it ECW, or was it just a mixture? It was more of a
0: mixture. Um, just because growing up, um, Monday night Monday Night Nitro came on at eight o'clock. I had a bedtime at 11, which but because the way my parents raised me, I had to be in my room by like 10. So I would miss like the last hour of like Monday Night Raw. Um, so I but I got to watch all of WCW because, well, they went off at 10 o'clock, so it didn't matter. And I would have to rely on my friend to kind of tell me, you know, what happened at that 11 o'clock hour. Um, but on Saturday nights before we went to church, I would stay up late. All night because ECW came on at twelve, and I would be damned if I was going to miss ECW. I would have to turn the volume down low so that nobody would hearing me because I know this is going to say some wild stuff, and I would watch ECW, um, and and that was it. Of course, I I'd be at church the next morning nodding off, but you know it was just one of those things. I was just like, no nah, man, like I I was going to get it in. Um, my parents really weren't like my mom wasn't really like all that thrilled that I watched wrestling but as I got older it was one of those things like look if the biggest thing right now he just wants to watch wrestling just let him have it it could be worse just let him have it you know my grades were good it was I stayed busy in school and everything so it was like look this is his thing just let him have it just let him have it and so that's why when I told my mom I was going to wrestle she was like man eh, that's about to, that's about right That that's about right <laughs>
1: Well, man, you, you're talking about your life. It you just remind me of my whole entire life. Like honestly, I I didn't catch on to Nitro and Raw until like maybe maybe towards the ninety eight ninety nine, and part of it because uh, I had cable some months and some months I didn't have cable, and, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and even and even when I did have cable, uh, it was more like nah, turn that off. I don't want to see it. So All right. i just i just had to catch up and uh you know basically have to you know watch it that way but basically on monday nights yeah i I was definitely divided man it was either wcw or wwf and you know this is more so once i moved in with my dad who i knew had cable consistently so you know with, with that being said you know, I, I I was able to watch it then, and you know, I was able to keep up with the storylines, and it was definitely something <laughs> that caught my attention on both brands. But when I first heard rumblings of ECW, I see my very first ECW match off a of VHS tape that my cousin recorded off uh, his uh, was it the Comcast cable at that time. I can't even remember what the name was. Yeah,
0: we had Comcast. Yeah, it was comcast Yeah, we had Comcast.
1: It was either Comcast or... No, no, no. Adelphia. Adelphia. That's what it was. Adelphia.
2: <laughs> Man, and, and I grew up in a Lutheran household, so I got away with Nitro because basically they didn't have as you know, much TNA like, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Nitro girls, but you know.
0: Whatever. Yeah, it's like okay, that's that's harmless.
2: Right, and you know, plus not to mention my dad, you know, who had watched his own wrestling back in the day you know, he was watching the old guys who went over from WWF that he used to watch in the 80s, like Hogan and whatnot. So he's like, ah, we maybe we can keep WCW on for a few more minutes, <laughs> kind of thing.
0: Dude, wrestling's for everybody, man. Wrestling's for everybody. Young, old, everybody in between, man. Wrestling's for everybody.
2: Yeah, I mean, even now, like, now that I gotten in, into podcasting, I'll go up and talk to my dad about something. Like, oh, yeah, I remember that guy, you know. And he was always a, a big Papa Pump fan. He used to... <laughs> My mom hated it because he'd be like, wait, you know, you would repeat all the lines that, you know, Scott Steiner said that we all know. And, you know, she was more on the the one on the Lutheran side. So, you know, telling your son, you know, where the hooch is at and all that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, man, it's uh, it's 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 the circus. It's it's soap opera. It's, you know, whatever you want to call it. It's got something for everybody.
0: That's it, man. That that's why that's why I love it, man. I I absolutely love it.
1: Wrestling's like a box of chocolates, you never know what you're gonna get.
0: Exactly. And 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 even when you know what you're gonna get, you still like it anyway, and you wanna go find more of it.
1: Those are all facts. So <laughs> we're gonna lead up to now, present date. Okay. Which which events do you have coming up leading up? Into your RSW, uh, oh, I'll cut that line. Which mess you have coming up, leading up to RSW seven?
0: Uh, actually, man, my 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 calendar is actually pretty uh, pretty cl- pretty empty, and that's by design. Um, because a lot of a lot of the stuff that I do now. Well, let me back up. I've um relocated. Um, I'm from Atlanta, actually I'm from New York but I kind of lived in Atlanta my entire life so that's kind of I always claim Atlanta um, but now I've relocated to Baltimore, Maryland um, and the reason why i am relocated to Baltimore, Maryland is because of the fact that now I actually train with the um, ROH Dojo um, I've been in that system for about eight weeks now um, and it was one of those things where once I kind of you know, had a real good grip on who I am and what I do. I, I, I owed it to myself to give it another shot. And, um, this one stuck. Um, they, they loved, I mean, they, they remembered me. They, they said they kept up with me. Um, they, they love what I've been able to pull, pull together. They love the shape that I got into, you know, and how basically I've just kind of honed what I do in a sense. And so, uh, in ap- mid-April, me and the wife, we basically went all in. Pardon the pun. Um, we we sold we sold our house. We quit our jobs. Um, we we cashed out retirements. You know, the, the whole nine, so that we could go all in on on wrestling and and see what happens. So with that. With that, I kind of had to like cut a few things that I would do in the South, um, because you know while being in the South is fun and I, as much as I enjoy wrestling in the South and all that good stuff, eventually, you know you have if you got to venture out, you got to see what else is out there because just because you're over one place doesn't mean you're over everywhere. It's just you know as a matter of fact, um, so now I get to start over, start that grind over. In a sense, um, some people don't like it, um, but the grind is who we are. The the grind is everlasting. There is no grind. There's all, even guys who were signed to contracts. There is a grind. Um, so going into um, going into ours, you know, RSW, it's it's actually pretty bare, and I am so okay with that. Um, because now I get to basically, you know, rest, I get to recover, I get to train, I get to basically take everything that I know, everything that I do, and now fine-tune it for one giant moment to where I get to like, yo, for the past six months, this is what I've been up to, and here it is. And and so that's something that um, I'm looking forward to, because actually this will be my Ohio debut. So I'm actually pretty excited about that. I enjoy finding new states. Um, So like I tell people, Tom, like, if you don't know who I am coming into July 13th, like prepare yourself because you are about to find out.
2: Well, take a quick little side road, because I'm sure Justin Credible is listening to this. And he's starting to get a little fired up right now. But real quick, <laughs> you're talking about different, you know, areas. What kind of differences might you see in the different promotions and the crowds coming up from Atlanta up to Baltimore or anywhere else in the the northern region compared to the south? Are there any differences that uh, you know this gets over, but this doesn't get over, or anything like that?
0: Yeah, as as much as much as crowds are different. They're all the same in a sense that um, I tell people all the time. It's like it doesn't it doesn't matter about the crowd. Do what you do and do it well. Um, people will appreciate will appreciate that more. Um, you know, so like if you're not if you're not doing you know dragon run and everything, it's like hey, how about you don't do it just because you're in front of a new crowd, jackass. Um, but it's just it's been one of those things of where. Um, like, in the South, they, they want – depending on the – they want to be entertained, and you entertain them. Like, you know, you don't have to – you don't really have to um, – I don't want to say work hard because that's not the right phrase I want to use. Um, but you don't – like, if, if they want to see a fight, give them a fight. You know, stop letting, you know, wrestling get in the way of – of a good story and a lot of times that's in the south that's what they want they want a damn good story so give it to them um the few shows that i've done up here it's kind of more of the same they you know if they want to like you they're gonna like you if they want to hate you man you know Give them something to hate. If they're supposed to hate you, give them something to hate. Give them a story, man. Give, you know, if you're a character, give it to them, man. Stop letting wrestling get in the way of a good character. Stop letting wrestling get in the way of a good story. Um, Like anything else, man, you know, people put down their hard-earned cash, to like, you know, want to see you. So how about you make it worth their while so that they come back? And when, you know, once you get that mindset, it's just, you know, different faces in the crowd, really, at that point.
2: So do you, do you have a preference as far as working baby, working heel? You, any preference there?
0: I tell people all the time, I was like, what do you need? Um, that's not really a cop-out, because some people will say, oh, that's a cop-out. It's not. What does the show need? That's usually what, what comes like. What does the show need? Does the show need a heel? I'll be the best heel you got. Does the show need a face? oh, I'm gonna do that too. You need a tweener, you, you know, whatever. Like, What do you want? What do you need? Let me give that to you. And when you adapt and you have that type of attitude of I'm not here to get myself over because I'll be egotistical for a minute, I'm going to get over, <laughs> like I'm going to get over. But I'm, my goal is to make sure that the show gets over. If I'm not the main event, my goal is to make sure that I build to the main event so that the main event's worth watching. If you do what you're supposed to do and you do your job very well, guess what? It, 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 everything else falls into place. And if the main event can't live up to it, that ain't your fault. That's somebody else's.
2: I don't know if the card's been finalized yet, but did your match with Just Incredible... Very well, may be the main event. So, what do we have in store? What does Just Incredible have in store? Well, I'm gonna tell you like I tell
0: everybody else. Um, if you're buying a ticket and you're trying to, uh, you're looking for a wrestling match, I hate to be the bearer bad news, but this ain't gonna be the one. I don't wrestle. I fight because, well, that's what I'm good at. Um fighting is what keeps me, you know, keeps me employed. Fighting is what got me this far. Fighting is what keeps the lights on. Fighting is what, you know, keeps food on the table. And I'm a big boy. I like to eat. I like to eat very well. So if I want to eat well, I better make sure I win. Um and that's what I do. Like I fight to win because, well, I'm not fighting for second place. And so it's just one of those things of everybody knows who Justin Credible is, but no one knows who I am. And that's fine. That's, that's cool. That's dandy. I get it. I'm just a dude from down the street. But when it's all said and done, I will be the dude everybody talks about. When it's all said and done, I will be the dude that everyone tweets about. I will be the dude everyone makes gifts about. I will be the dude that will come back to RSW and they're going to be like, yo, get that dude back over here. We, we came for him. And that's all I came to do. That's all I want to do. Everything else is just, well, you know, icing, icing on the cake.
1: Well damn. <laughs> if you hey. didn't understand, if if you didn't get that, y'all, uh, he basically saying he coming here to work. It's feeding time. I'm a big dude myself, all right? I don't order Whopper Juniors. I like the triple. Mm-hmm. So, that's uh, right. You know, I'm trying to eat over here.
0: Hey.
1: I don't like appetizers. I, you know, I want an entree. But at the same time, if I'm real hungry, I may want both.
0: I'm get, I'll getting both second. every time. I'm, get, I'm getting both every single time.
1: <laughs> Yo, I'm definitely loving the message that you're sending out. I'm pretty sure Justin Credible has just heard what you just said. So uh, hopefully, I get a phone call from him and he tunes in next week. But uh, I definitely like what I'm hearing. I'm pretty sure I'm definitely filling the marks out there who are definitely listening to this right now but come July 13th we're not going to have a wrestling match people no that's far too easy we're going to have a hard down fight now whether or not that match is no disqualification or not I think I may know somebody who can make sure that it is (laughs) but if you have not got your tickets for RSW 7 which is going down July 13th at 8 35 PM at Mulberry's in Cleveland, Ohio. Mm. This right here, this interview right here that you just heard right here is a perfect reason to get it. I, I
0: mean, well, I mean, if that's not a ringing endorsement, like I don't know what is, <laughs> you know, um, I've been looking forward for this for a while. Um, this is something that's big for me. Um, not just because of who it's against. And don't get me wrong, man, like, like just incredible is that dude. He just is. You know, like I I grew up watching him. So me getting a chance to be into the ring with him is a big deal. You know, it is. I ain't gonna lie. His name alone should be the reason why you get a ticket. And if it's not, well, that's on you. <laughs> I was like, but at but at the same time, like, it's just one of those things of you know, like, like I said before, I'm not coming. I, I sure as hell am not coming all the way from Baltimore, Maryland to win silver. Uh, I'm just not. No, nah, man, I I come to win. I come to work. I come to eat. Um, And like I said, I don't eat just when I'm content. I eat until I'm full or I eat until I ain't nothing left on that plate.
1: And just make sure y'all know those hands do not discriminate.
0: <laughs> Boy, them hands are rated E for everybody.
1: All right, two more questions before I let you go. Uh, what are you bumping in the gym when you're training for your match? Oh,
0: oh boy. So, right now, man, I'm like, uh, I am a big time, like, Rocky head, you know, love Rocky. Um, so there are a few times where, like, uh, every once in a while, like, of uh, you know, uh, the big, like, Creed, that's that's just my just been, been my jam lately. Um it's been my Desmond Straight movie. And so they've had a few bangers that that came out, man. That's that's really been hot. Um but usually I have to kind of like go back south a little bit. Um so usually or I kind of get some of my vibe from New York, but right now it was at least in the top five of my rotation, it's been um no problem by little scrappy. Uh whew. Boy, that that thing that thing that thing has been really really hard. Um, Going bad uh, by Meek Mill, um, Icon. Believe it or not, by Jaden Smith, pretty damn good song. Uh, Many men by uh, by by Fifty Cent, and actually Party Time by Nino Man. Like those songs come on, yo, I am about to lift all of it. All
1: right, so uh, you clanging and banging, but real quick, uh, just know Fifty Cent. I didn't say your name. That was O'Shea. I don't want to owe you no money.
0: <laughs> hey man, if he, th- if he thinks I owe money, hey man, I ain't a hard cat to find. <laughs>
1: hey man, but you, you definitely took me back with that little scrappy. You know, that's the Prince of Crunk. Uh, definitely, man. That that's going way back. That's taking me back to my early club days. Uh, man, <laughs> no problem came on or nuck if you buck. Oh, it's it's over with.
0: Man, sometimes uh, I tell people, Tom, if like um, like Young Bloods came on and Damn came on, yo, there's about to be a fight in that club. <laughs> Believe somebody, somebody was somebody was looking like for bust a busted nose.
1: The A Town snub.
0: Woo! You catch a Tim straight to the mouth.
1: <laughs> fight for no reason, but uh, all right, man. <laughs> But See, I'm getting all caught up. All right, let, let, hold on. Let me digress because I'm, I'm getting ready to take myself back <laughs> to Club Phantom. Uh, You know, way back to, you know, Crazy Horse. All right, all right.
0: Hey, sometimes you got to let them know,
1: man. All right. But uh, moving on. All right, your dream opponent. If you had one dream opponent that you could face inside the ring, past, present, who would it be?
0: Elijah Perk. You could tell. You could tell how long I've been holding on to that one. Um, uh, Elijah Burke was the one of the few guys that kept my attention. I don't want to call it like w- there was a time where I kind of like uh, like faded off from WWE as a fan, but seeing Elijah Burke, like I don't know what it was about him, but like that was the guy who I was like, "You have my attention." And then I've never got a chance to meet him. Um, I, it's one of the things I would love to do but at the same time I see him I'm like I want to be in a ring with that guy I want to see what he can do I want to see where I stand with like I said the guys who I looked up to um, growing up and he was one of them he will always be one of them to me and so for me it's always been it's always been Elijah Burke um, just because you know in a ring he was great He, my man had some of the fastest hands and then you put him on a microphone and he was even better and I'm like, to me, in a sense, I'm like, I get it. That that's that's exactly what I want. That's a that's exactly that type of guy I want to measure up. And I'll give you two for um another one, Shane Taylor. Like I would love to just sit there and just bang hands with him, just one good time.
1: Man, that that is an impressive list, uh, especially Elijah Burke. Uh, you know, the Pope, D'Angelo De Niro and TNA, but mm-hmm. uh, definitely some of the best mic skills and he had so much charisma and I would just love to see him lace him up one more time and go back on the tour and start wrestling. Who better to be his first opponent than you,
0: man. Like I said, right, right now I, I know he's in Florida killing it like in Jacksonville and around that area. And, you know, I've put it out there several times before, just like, Hey, you know, what would it take? Um, You know, for me, it's like, "Ain't nothing, you know. Florida ain't nothing but a hop, skip, jump. I live like 20 minutes from the airport. It ain't nothing to me to hop on a airplane and and handle some business."
1: Yes, yes, yes. My home state. So that <laughs> that's that nothing but a skip and a hop. Seriously, but if you wanted to drive, they'll be like, I don't know, the nine, ten hours. All depending on which way you're coming from.
0: Yeah, pretty <laughs> yeah. Pretty <much. laughs>
1: well, I definitely want to thank you for coming on the show. I definitely appreciate you taking your time out. To speak with us and get my listeners more acclimated to who O'Shea Edwards is, make sure you follow O'Shea Edwards at all of his social media accounts, and O'Shea is going to give those to you right now.
0: Oh man, on on Instagram, it's uh, at uh, it's at at all damn day O'Shea. Um, and then on Twitter, it's uh, at all damn day O'Shea. Um, you can find me on Facebook. Um, I'm not hard to find on Facebook, but I tell people all the time, um, you can try to add me on Facebook. I will not add you back. Let's go ahead and get that right now. I will delete that in a heartbeat.
2: All right.
1: Uh, do you have a MySpace?
0: Uh, I used to. Um, nah, no, 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 my uh, But I do have an online store um, for like all all the merch for all my T-shirts and stuff like that. Um, I try to keep my merch game strong just because it's a business, man. You know, homeboys got to eat. Triple Whoppers ain't cheap. Um, and so you can find me at whatamaneuver.net. Uh, backslash O'Shea Edwards um, for all, all those cool, cool ass T-shirts, uh, hoodies, you know, any, anything that you could think of that we can print something that you want to wear. We, we can get it for you.
1: Most definitely. And we, we will be looking forward to grabbing us some O'Shea Edwards merch at the merch table on July 13th. Make sure that you all are here for RSW presents seven and the feature match that we're going to be talking about. Of course is O'Shea Edwards versus the ECW icon, the former ECW heavyweight champion, former heavy, uh, cut that part, former WWF hardcore champion, Justin credible. I cannot wait to see this match. Make sure you guys are live inside the building. Meet us. Meet us where we're going to be at, which will be Mulberry's this Sunday to go ahead and get your tickets. I'll be there selling you the tickets. And uh, if you have your college ID, it's five dollars off at the door the day of. But with that being said, I'm Mr. Six Foot Nine. That was the homeboy, Doug Douglas. And the voice that you just heard on this interview was O'Shea Edwards. And we are out. Boom.